Blog Talk Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Mm-hmm. What up, what up, what's good, War Room family? You're once War again Room. live in the War Room. Brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Of course, I'm one of your dudes. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the boy, Dev McMillan, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother. We got Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. He also yep. should be joining us. I ain't, I ain't sure about that these days. But look, man, a lot of things happened in sports this week while you guys were on that grind. So we're going to catch you up on as much as we can in the next 90 minutes. So uh, get your popcorn ready because a new briefing in the war room starts now. And of course, you can get it, you know, if you want to, you can get in on the conversation by signing in right now to the Bottom Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls as usual uh, in about 15 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323 one two. So whether you're with us live or not, we just need to remind you that during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either at our website, warroomsports.com, or on many, the many, many major podcast listening platforms because we're pretty much on all of them. So there's never an excuse to miss the War Room. After further review, tissue in the tape, uh, John Appetit, uh, on the couch with the Wilsons. It's, it's not an excuse to miss anything. So uh, don't. So what up? What up, Jim, man? What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Another week. Sitting on here. Sitting on here looking up highlights and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm looking at <laughs> if, if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. All right. So, um, Yeah. B oh B Austin is in the building with us. You know, what up B? What's going on, man? How's your week going? What what's it going on? My week is much. Oh. Nice of you to join us. <laughs> oh man. Oh yo. Glad to be here. Glad to, glad to be here, man. Last week I yeah. was in an emergency room, man. Oh man. For you for yourself or for a family member? What's what's going on in these streets, man? Nah, uh, young boy caught a little an- caught a little ankle, but uh, he he's alright. He's alright. Uh, yeah. Somebody spoils the war. Somebody cracked when you the third best. Somebody cracked his ankle. <laughs> yeah, you know they hunt they hunt these days, man. When when you're the third best in the world, they hunting. <laughs> I feel you. Hey, but before we get started, man, I definitely want to give a shout out to everybody uh, down in Texas that's dealing with these. Rolling blackouts from these, you know, snow and ice storms that they're not used to down there. You know, it, it seemed like the infrastructure is not really set up for this type of thing. So, you know, I got some people in different parts of Texas, the whole, you know, who haven't had either electricity, water, or both for maybe the last three or 
employees, man. So shout out to everybody down there that's going through this. Um, shout out to the governor who talked a whole lot about this same thing about California a few years, clowning them. And uh, now his state's going through the same thing. And this dude and his family then bolted off to uh, Cancun. Um, after all the criticism, he got himself, you know, he flew back into the country today. Um, I don't really know why. Besides, you sound like, uh, you sound like the type of guy that supported the Red Hat crew. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, but, yeah, he had a lot to say when, when California was having these blackouts uh, a while back. And, you know, that, and, you know, everybody says what they have to Twitter. So he has a tweet out there that has an age been called on it for the last few days. But, um, like I said, you clown on another state for the same thing. And when your state goes, goes through it, you like, man, my power ain't on. Let's go to Cancun, baby. <laughs> you pack up and, and roll out and leave everybody else home to suffer. But, um, shout out to him because I heard, I the backlash got him back into the country. He was spotted coming back today. Cut his trip short. Was supposed to come back Saturday. But um, on a serious note, just shout out to everybody down in Texas, man. Uh, hold your head. Hopefully it'll be over soon. But let's get into these hot topics, man. Hot topics are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. You know what it is. We really don't know what you're waiting for because we've only been telling you every week in the past three years. Um, so go ahead and lay down some chicken on the biggest games in sports by joining War Room and online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast. No hassle at all. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after you notice that Serena is playing in quicksand. Join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Also, just use the promo code WARROOM, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, all word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today, play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Uh, speaking of Serena, man, did y'all see the match or any of the highlights with she and Naomi Osaka? Um, the young girl you know, got her again, to, uh, and this time it wasn't even uh, close. <laughs> Shout out to Osaka. Shout out to Osaka. Even in her Japanese, she's kind of on the Afroasiatic original man type. Th- man, never mind. <laughs> Did you see any of it, Jim? You see the highlights at least? Yeah, I definitely did. Like I was actually watching it um, yesterday. The crazy part is uh, Serena started out cooking her, but you know, mm-hmm. then I guess she realized that you know, chick was only like twenty, and Serena's getting up there. Um, and then she got a dumbass watch, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, her legacy is definitely set, but she's out there hunting for that 24th major win. Um, you know, every time something like this happens, people want to ask, all right, is this the end? So she, you know, go and set, but people got to realize, like, first of all, this was a semifinal match. <laughs> it's not like she getting washed in the first round of these tournaments. She's still, you know, making semifinals, making yeah, finals I mean, and stuff like that. And the fact of the but, matter is the fact of the matter is like everything's not a referendum on like listen, she could play as long right. as she wants to. Who cares? Right. Right. And 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 probably could still play at a high level. You, you know the issue but y'all, that's what I'm saying. But you know the issue with things like this is when you're this great, you're playing against yourself. 
same thing with Tiger Woods. Definitely, definitely. You know, same thing right now with LeBron James. Same thing with Tom Brady. Like everybody's playing against themselves. So, you know, when you notice the effects of Father Time in this match, like there were, you know, first of all, she had 24 unforced errors. Um, and then you just saw certain shots where, you know, the Serena of old, like, like all of these shots were makeable for her, but Father Time comes around, and sometimes it looks like you're standing in quicksand for shots that you would have gotten to, you know, some years back. But that's going to happen. But I still maintain that a, a Serena of 60% Serena is still better than most of the people out there. So as long as she decides that she wants to still lace them up and go out there, I think she'll still be in, you know, the later rounds of some of these major tournaments. So shout out to her. But like Jimmy said, she did get a dumbass watched. <laughs> it, there you go. Shout out, that, to, <laughs> shout out to Mrs. Corday. She, I mean, she's in, she's in her prom right now. Like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. All right, so, man, uh, let's start off with some NBA. NBA Players of the Week. Um, on In the Western Conference, we got Devin Booker. Um, and as a Sixers fan, I saw that coming because he cooked that dumbasses uh, during this week. Um, <laughs> Eastern Conference, probably a surprise to many. Um, and it's even going to be more of a surprise when I read you his statistics for the week. But Sadiq Bey, shout out to him for being the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Devin Booker, of course, yeah. averaged 32 Point three points, five point three assists, five rebounds, as the Suns went four and zero this week to add to their uh, streak. I believe by the end of that week, the the streak was up to six. Um, and Sadiq Bay for the Detroit Pistons, he averaged seventeen point eight points, five point five rebounds. He did shoot sixty nine points sent from the three point line, and that's probably what get you this award in 2021 and the Detroit Pistons went three and one for the week but fellas come on like I can't even think of who did what right off the top of my head but there has to have been a player in the Eastern Conference who played you know who 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 averaged way more points than 17.8 and five rebounds and you know team don't none of that matter three point three point percentage is what wins game. Hey, so you telling so, so if he hits, so so if he hits sixty nine percent for the rest of the season, Sadiq Bay might go ahead and win the MV, M, the MVP. Is that what we're saying here? That's how important this is. That's how important it is, man. Three pointers over everything. Jim, I don't want to crap on Sadiq Bay, but seventeen point eight and five point five for the week that gets you player of the week in twenty twenty one. I mean, it's 2021, man. Like, Sadiq Bay. Shout out to Sadiq Bay from South Philly. I mean, um, <laughs> listen, man. Three, three's over everything, man. Nothing else matters. Obviously. Nothing else matters, B. Nothing else matters, maybe, man. It's 2021, man. Maybe nobody, no other team in the Eastern Conference had a winning record this week because I'm pretty sure, you know, with the better teams in the conference, you could have picked, like, one of their top three players to have better statistics than this, maybe. Because I know Sixers didn't have a good week, so that scratches everybody from that list. You know, even though Ben put up 42 and a loss, that scratches them from the, from the list. 
What did the Nets and 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 the Bucks and the Celtics? What did they all do this week? I guess nobody went three and one. Shout out to him, man. Sound like I'm crapping on him because I kind of am, but I'm just thinking like it had to be a better performance in the Eastern Conference this week. What Sadiq did. Threes over W's. Devin Booker seems to be heating up lately. Um, where do y'all put Devin Booker in pantheon of the, the league's current shooting guard? Where does he lie? That's a, Five, top ten. That's a great question because I don't know. That's a great question because I was actually shooting, shooting guard? Shooting guard. Top five. He's top, top five, five shooting guard. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Man, I gotta think about that. I was actually, I was about to say, are you thinking of actual today. people, or are you just like Devin Booker? Yeah, he. We also ain't thinking about nobody. Else. He just threw that out there. So you start naming names. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I ain't throw. I. I'm you thinking about the top two guards. Is he better than? Is he better than James Harden? I about to say, you better. Than I don't count. I don't count. I don't count James Harden as a two guard. Kyrie the two right. guard. Then, then is he better than Kyrie? Oh, is he better than Kyrie then? No. So that's one. Is he better than No, uh, he's not better he's not better than Kyrie. He's not he better, better than Brad Beal. Brad Beal? Are we counting? Because I don't like to, you know, somebody get injured get about him. Is he better than Clay? You're counting Clay. Is he better than C J McCullough? Okay. Yeah. I'm taking him over C J. Uh I'm definitely not taking him over Clay. Clay would be number three on that list to me. He's like maybe bad enough for number one. Other than Kawhi and yeah, your phone breaking up a little bit. Yo, they getting me. Yeah, yeah, you must have yeah. been talking about Fred Hampton. You must have been talking about the minister Fred Hampton earlier. Uh, they getting about that. I'm not even on the phone. <laughs> not acting shady or co. It's still doing it. No, you good? Yeah. Well, now it's not like you're right. We'll, we'll put some thought to that because B. Austin taking too long to answer, so it's going to take all day. And I ain't trying to be here all day. He didn't think about no names. He just said he just went ahead and said, yeah, without thinking about it. <laughs> no, I gave you I gave you the top. I gave you the three. And I take Clay. I was thinking you were talking about this particular season. Like, and, and let's I leave take, Clay on the shelf. All right, the Clippers. I never said about that because I said I was breaking up. Yeah, you're still, still breaking up. up. Oh, right, let me switch then. Yeah, getting worse. Yo, is he? Yo, because my thing is, first of all, he's not better than Spencer Dinwiddie, right? He's going to say Fred. Fred We're going to start with that. Well, he he the point. He the point God. How about Buddy Hill, Demar Derozan? Buddy Hill can't close his mouth, so I'm already biased again. Are you know what I'm saying? Like, what about what about old boy in Boston? What about like mm. who? Jared. Uh, Jalen Brown. Um. Jalen Brown. Victor Ola, Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo's girl girl probably definitely looks better than his. So I'm gonna take Vic. Yeah, you're right. Vic. You didn't already took like seven cats. Yeah, <laughs> nah, Vic. Yeah, my man. took like seven cats in front of him. Yo, you got everybody. Nah, all, saying, jokes, like, got all jokes aside. All jokes aside, Jalen, Jalen, 
damn, Jalen Brown. Jalen does tough. more. His game might Jaylen not look as more. pretty as a lot of these dudes, but he tough. Yeah, and he, he – see, he do more. Like, when it comes to scoring, like, De- Devin Booker is a killer. But uh, Devin played light-skinned defense. I'm about, to, I'm about to start calling Skyview cliche Skyview. <laughs> he said, cliche he said view. Chris, he said Chris Paul makes Booker top three. Oh. Yo, no. Yo, it's a little cliche, mm-hmm. but I ain't going to lie. You could definitely see the impact that he's had on the team. And not to mention. No, no, no. That's, yo, that's, that's, Chris that's Paul not what I'm... Is, yo, I ain't going to lie. Like, Chris Paul is still out of this world to be as old as he is. Like, yo, I'm sitting there like, why is the ball still this good? Like, he's supposed to be old. I mean, he's, a, he's a floor general, and it ain't going nowhere no time soon. Yeah, I'm like, yo, but, he like, you know, he's still that guy. But Chris so, Paul makes him top three, Skyview? I don't know about <laughs> making somebody top three. Like, that's kind of top three. What's, what's, what's your criteria? And I, and I know y'all. Look better, but... I know, I know y'all. I know y'all criteria, but what's your criteria? And I'm asking that of Skyview, not like he's really going to answer me. But your criteria for being a top two guard, I think the two guard is the killer. And Chris Paul has definitely made that team better. But Devin Booker was well on his way to trying to outscore Kobe's one game, uh, top game, long before Chris Paul got here. Devin Booker, kind of like that. I'm like he definitely has the team looking better, but I don't think. He makes Devin Booker an individually better player. Like not at all, not I mean, at I all. Know. I, I, Devin... I don't know. I think he might. I mean, I, his, might. I mean, I truthfully, tell you the I truth, he seems to be his numbers he seems are down. To be more under control. His numbers are down, yeah. but his game seems to be more under control playing with Chris Paul than it was not playing with Chris Paul. So I think he does have an effect on him. Now, with that being said, it's something I found funny. I'm sitting there looking up two guys. Like his right? numbers down so across the board. I mean, even his free throw Donovan percentage. Mitchell. Chris Paul needs to teach him how to shoot a free throw. Donovan Mitchell shoots so much that he's listed as a shooting guard, and they don't even start a point guard in their lineup. If you look at their starting lineup, it says Donovan Mitchell shooting guard, and it says they play um, two power forwards, a center, a shooting guard, and a small forward. That's their starting lineup. They don't even have a point guard. Oh, yeah, I was about to like, say. He's literally he's, – he's We didn't even name him. He is done. No, nah. nah, but there's, there's, there's something – there's something to this, man. I gotta, I gotta dig a little deeper because y'all know I'm not just a numbers guy like this. But this dude' numbers are pretty much down across the board. Um, his yeah. three point percentage is down. His free throw percentage is down. That's even that's weird. Um, his rebounding is down. His assists are down. Um, so basically, Scott, you don't know what the F so he's talking about. Be, Chris must be teaching him to play defense. Um, scoring's well, well, down. Well, he does. Course. Actually, actually, yeah. But oh, even beyond that, yo, how about how about Max Zach, Zach Levine? No, nah, Devin, that's better than Max, Max Zach. I mean, I mean, you act like it's that easy, like. You, I was about to say that, that ain't easy no more. <laughs> you put disrespect on Zach Levine's name like he ain't Max Zach. What are you talking about? Max Zach is nice. I'm not saying he's not nice. He's just not better than that. Booker. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, you know, you said that kind of fast, but I don't know. That's debatable. His his two point field goal percentage is up a tiny bit. So I, I don't Max know. His, Zach don't even his, got, his, Max Zach his steals up point two and his, his two point field field goal percentage. Chris Paul is 
known to be a defender. I never believed it. He's known to be a defender, and he's known to be a pretty good mid-range guy. So the 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 two things that Chris Paul is great at, except for assists, Devin Booker's up at. So maybe he is teaching him how to play a little bit. His mid-range. Max Zach, um, Zach don't even got Chris Paul to teach him how to play. He's still out here doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, Max Zach be cooking. I don't know. I, I yeah, top five might be a stretch. Um, you do know that he can score with the best of them on any given night. Like when he gets hot, he's one of them dudes. It's very fun to watch. But just as an overall player, I don't know if I can give him top five. Yeah, he probably um, he probably a top five uh, scorer. I mean, from the position, um, he definitely top yeah. five with the IG models um, allegedly. But you know, <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about a. Uh, Top five at his position. Not yet. All right. So the Pistons and the Cavs, right? They're sitting Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, respectively. I mean, respectively. I said respectively. Respectively. Until they can either trade or uh, work out a buyout with these players. Um, this has caused a, a little bit of a stir in the league this week, and players, outspoken players like uh, Draymond Green has spoken up about it, saying that there's a double standard in the league because when a player asks for a trade, you know, he's considered selfish and, you know, he gets dragged through the mud and all that kind of stuff. But the 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 teams, the franchises can do things like this, like they decide they want to trade you or they want to, you know, they decide that they no longer want you on the team. So they're going to trade you or they're going to buy you out. So they sit you down, you know, while they're doing this. Because, you know, in my estimation, they're basically, they've basically turned into asset mode. This is when you're no longer a person and you're an asset. So they're like, okay, if we're trying to trade him or if we're trying to do anything along the lines of getting rid of him and getting something in return, we got to sit him down so he don't get injured or, you know, do anything to – Decrease the value. So do you guys see this as a double standard? Um, the reason I ask is because I know for a fact that in Blake Griffin's case, his representatives and the team kind of got together to make this plan. I don't think it was the same thing with Drummond. Um, but we've seen this before in past cases where, yo, a trade might be imminent. They might pull dude off the court while he got on, you know, his uniform. or might be warming up for the game, and they might pull him off the court because they're about to get rid of him. But what Draymond was kind of saying, you know, if a player takes this kind of thing in his own hands and he doesn't want to play or if he asks out, then it's a big deal. Y'all see a double standard here? or? I mean, it's all, it's yeah. all, it's all rooted, in, it's rooted in white supremacy. And the fact of the matter is, like, you know, I get it. I get it. That's 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 how that's how I treat my NBA Top Shot cards. But with that being said, like people people um, love love master and love and love big institutions. So they they tend to fall on the side of big institutions, specifically when the people that oh, play yeah. the sport are of a darker are of a darker hue. And it's almost like yo, you gotta do you gotta do what they say. Like not understanding that the NBA, especially when you look at all the other sports, they're in a true partnership. Obviously, the owners own the team or what have you, or excuse me, the governors or managers, whatever they call them these days. But they're in a true partnership, so whip, whip it's crackers. About, it's about how the narrative is fun. Like so, people tend to 
People hate athletes, yo. That whole thing of shut up and dribble, like, yo, I see it so much on a day-to-day basis. I like, it, it's almost hilarious. Like, they want these people to be robots. Like, they, they um, treat them like they're not human. And they tell them, like, yeah. shut up, just go. You know the it. funniest thing about that, Jim? The funniest thing about the shut up and dribble, especially when it's just coming from regular citizens, like when sports fans get on social media and talk, and, and they're saying, mm-hmm. I don't want all of that with my sports. None of these people are... You know, in the profession that specializes in any of that stuff, either. So I don't understand. Like, I get it. You're and a regular exactly citizen. You work at UPS, and you're telling this dude that he can't talk about something because he's a basketball player. Then why don't you that shut the no hell sense. up and load the truck? Like I don't get how they <laughs> think they're qualified, but athletes aren't qualified. It blows my mind. Hashtag. Like, are these dudes not are um, these, like citizens as well? They can't speak on what's going weird. on. It's weird because in a way, they, that's what I'm saying. They, they treat them like they're not human, but at the same right. time, they also like they also like you know ride, ride off their schlongs. Like, it's okay <laughs> to they say or do something that you're not okay with. So, like, so at that point, it, it, it is, it is, it is definitely a bastion of white supremacy. And and when you make that statement, which which you're which you're doing. It, what, you, what you are doing is giving the context that surrounds it because you got to peel the onion pretty pretty deep to make the correlation and connection. And it's been done before, and people intentionally miss the point. But I, I look at it, and it's like, okay, from the fan perspective, when players realize their power and exercise it, which I'm all for, I'm all for particularly black players, but players in general, you exercise your power versus the institution. What is the impact on the sport, the quality of the sport, and what we as fans now consume? And then in a larger grand scheme of things, is that important, really important, you know, considering these are games of amusement and we're talking about black men in a in a position to garner wealth, exercising their autonomy and, and taking control of their destiny financially. You know, so there's there's a lot of layers to it and it's new it's a nuanced conversation, but at its core, like you said, when it's massa doing these things, no one objects to it and it's perceived as being done for the benefit of the game. But when these young men wake up and say, hey, I've got to look out for my best interest because I'm not really a part of the team, I'm a 1099, they're perceived as evil or something else. Like, So it, it's, it's interesting. You know, it's an interesting conversation to have because I support it. But I also ask from a fan perspective, what does it do to the game? What does it do to the, to the consumable product? What, no, the, no, on the player side of things. Me, me, yeah, on the on the actual yeah. consumable I mean, product like said, that I we mean, watch. That's why you could we could talk about this. We've always been able to talk about this, you know, in different, you know, some of the stuff that has gone on. Like for me, um, looking at it from a com- competitive standpoint, I mean, it's a lot of you know, bitch assness involved in, in, in a lot of it, but you know. At the same time, then it makes me upset for them to try to control the narrative and, and even control the situation and while they're getting upset 
you know, when it's happening on the other side. So there's definitely a double standard there. So I understand exactly what Draymond Green is doing. It's not always the case because, like I said, Blake Griffin, he wants to sit down right now. So he's not complaining about any of this. I, I really don't even know how <laughs> Andre Drummond feels about it. But just speaking on what Draymond was talking about, just using them as an example, whether they like it or not, like we've seen it happen before where the player really had no say in it, didn't really care right. for it too much, and they still did it. So Anyway, like he had no autonomy and no control over his own destiny. It was just the organization exercising their power. I, I, as, as we're talking about it, I'm thinking about it in the context of soccer. Y'all know why. But – I also think it's funny because J- Jimmy brought up a point. It, 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 white players in soccer, when they exercise their autonomy, because this stuff happens a lot in soccer and we don't really talk about it or hear about it, when white players exercise their autonomy, they're viewed one way. But you let a black player exercise autonomy and look out for his best interest, and they're viewed entirely different. The perspective, the, the perception is different. So there's definitely something to how society sees black, wealthy athletes taking a stand for their their best interest versus Caucasian or other athletes taking oh, yeah. that stand. I mean, you can see it in it, other it, sports. I mean, that particular double standard that you said, of course, like across racial lines, like we've seen that plenty. Like we've seen – T.O. following Donovan McNabb up and down the sideline, not even yelling at him, you know, trying to pump him up, and we saw them make a story out of it. See, this is why T.O. this, this is why T.O. that. You can see Tom Brady cursing out his teammates, you know, talking about their mothers, whatever he needs to do, and that's just leadership right there. You know, Fiery. He's fiery. That's a leader of of the double standard. But, yeah, it's something to be said here. But what I will say also is, like, none of this is new. Like, it really doesn't – I mean, we're talking about it, but it really doesn't require a conversation every time it happens because two things we know. Like, there's always a double standard between players and team ownership. It's one of those things like, chalk it up. This is why, you know, dudes pay this money to own something. And then two – there's always there's no loyalty in sports either way. So everybody who cries about when a player leaves and he's not being loyal or anytime somebody cries about a team getting rid of somebody, they're not being loyal, there's no loyalty in sports. So, like, we know these things, so we shouldn't get all up in a bunch about them um, every time something happens. And uh, Skyview did answer your question, B., he said his criteria is that you can depend on the two guard to close the game. And he also said some consideration should be given to Harris and Denver too. Eh, not really. Not really. Um, <laughs> Harris? Maybe the other ball, but Harris? Top five already? But No. We're talking about top five. Yeah, but he's also talking about Harris. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, why would you bring? Why is his name even being discussed? I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like if you're gonna say somebody oh, from Denver, Gary, it's not gonna be Gary, Gary Harris. Harris? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're talking about Denver, we're not talking about Gary Harris. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Scott, Scott View. Yo, who is Gary Harris? (laughs) Gary Harris is a decent player, but Gary Harris? (laughs) I'm like, if we think about Denver, I'm thinking about Jamal Murray. I might bring his name up, even though, you know, he plays point guard a lot, but he likes to shoot, so you can pretty much just classify him as a guard, but. I'm not really thinking of Gary Harris when I'm thinking of the league's best two guards, but I don't know. I mean, definitely a decent player, but <laughs> nah. All right. Anyway. Nah, me. Yo, Gary Harris I averages and 10-2-2. No, Gary Harris right now is averaging 9.7. <laughs> I gave him so, an extra point. I said ten. I'm gonna go ahead and chalk that up. Maybe Scabby <laughs> was talking about um, the other bull, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Maybe you know. Maybe he was thinking about Jamal Murray. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt on that one, unless he you know checks me in the in the chat room. Like, no, nah, I was talking about Gary Harris. Then no, nah, bull don't. Yo, Scabby don't watch basketball because Gary Harris's best season was 2017-2018 where he averaged 17.5. It's been all downhill from there. Yo, Scabby, man, I'm on on your side with this one. Just tell me that you were talking about um, Jamal Murray so we can put this one to bed. (laughs) No, Sadiq Bay averaged more than Gary Harris. (laughs) Yo, player of the week. Sadiq Sadiq Bay better than Gary Harris. Beat Sadiq Bay that ball this week. All right, so the big news in the NFL, of course, uh, and it concerns your Philadelphia Eagles, uh, B. Austin, because, you know, I'm I'm going back to my Colts. <laughs> y'all forgot that was my y'all forgot that was y'all forgot that was my secret squad. I'm you you in the su- you in the suitcase you in the suitcase with both. <laughs> but um, the Philadelphia Eagles finally got the trade done to send Carson Wentz out of town. Uh, he is now a member of the Indianapolis Colts. This, uh, the Eagles got in return for Carson Wentz a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 a Honda, a Toyota, pick and a truck. That, that could turn into a first-rounder. Um, and to turn it into a first-rounder, Wentz needs to play at least 75% of the Colts' snaps for the twenty um next season and or or he could play seventy percent of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. So between seventy and seventy five percent of the snaps is gonna get the Eagles a conditional first round pick. But you know, if they get it off of him playing seventy percent of the snaps and them making the playoffs, then you know it's not gonna be a high round pick in the first place. But this team made the playoffs last season. So there's no indication that any of this is going to be a high-round pick. Um, the crazy part about it is none of these picks are in this upcoming draft right now. So I was thinking, you know, the Eagles may have built up some assets. You know, they're already sitting at number six, so maybe they would have built up some assets for this year's draft so they can go ahead and move up and take a Justin Fields or, or somebody like that with the pick. Um what do you what do you think of this? What do you think of uh, his prospects in Indy one, and what the Eagles got in return for him, and you know what their prospects are at quarterback 
moving forward this season? Let me just say this. Um, we at, at War Room Sports have always been ahead of the curve. And I, I just want to say that the commentary on the ebb and flow and change of society comes to mind here. And what I mean by that is we're talking about a kid that showed extreme potential in my mind, in what what I saw, extreme potential. Decent amount of flaws in his game. Some people have said there's some flaws in his character. Only way you saw flaws in your character is to acknowledge them and work on them. As a fan, as an outside member of the media looking or, in, or, or, or I have no put on you. Somebody just or get Paul's put on you. I have no clue whether he's working on any of this stuff. But I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles are moving on from him as a function of where we are almost as a society. Like I'm not angry at it, I'm not upset with it, I'm not I'm I'm at peace with it because it's almost like when Andy Moved on. First of all, I'm still and probably will forever be an Andy Reid guy. But it was time to part ways. But that was after a lifetime, damn near. My man Wentz had. Three, I mean, that was after his whole good... head coaching career at that point. <laughs> yeah. Can, can we say Carson Wentz had three? Carson Wentz had Carson Wentz had three pretty good years. One, yeah, an injury. And one bad year. Does that warrant getting rid of him? I don't believe so, but I don't think the Eagles did something that most teams wouldn't have done in 2021, which is right dead smack center in the culture of immediacy. Um, I think Frank Wright is a is is at some level a nurturer. On the quarterback tip, I think that they have a, 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 a great run game in Indianapolis. They have a great offensive line. He has all of the tools surrounding him to reclaim his career and be Andrew Luck. Now, the hero ball that he tries to play, is that merely just his ego or is that he desires to win oh, so much or that was he puts it, it on his shoulder? Was it his circumstances, though? Because like so you said, all right, right. just named yeah. that he has around him now, like yeah. he really has no – well, at least on paper right now, he has no excuse to even go into that with a hero mentality unless they mentality, get yeah. injuries it, or something it, like that. Exactly. exactly. He's been, and, and did we been around him in Philly for the last two years, like – it's hard to blame so, yeah, no, no, no. for that. Yeah, let me, but he I, also I did try you. to play the hero. You. Hold on, B. Hold on, B. He also did try to play the hero at times where it probably wasn't warranted. But I think by that time, it was just ingrained in him because you're just looking yeah, at how things are Because he always had to. He always had to. But uh, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask: Did we mortgage our future? Not him per se, and I guess he's a victim of it to get that Super Bowl, and now here we are two seasons, three seasons later, and the kitchen cupboard is bare, so you got a kid that's just not cool with losing, so he tries and does everything 
to win, and in so doing, he has regressed fundamentally. But I don't think the kitchen cover was necessarily bad. Who cares? No, he was sacrificed for a bowl. Let him move on. Foh, who cares what happens to him? He his his career was sacrificed for a chip. So. For no. chip, uh, yeah. I, I, listen, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I may disagree with your sentiment, but I don't disagree with the fact. I, I think that's there's some fact to that. Oh, I must listen. I don't care about the Yakubian gentlemen. Let them have a great life. Who cares? <laughs> 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 I don't care. These players, man. Listen, man. Foh to do, man. Listen, he tries to play football. <laughs> like you know, he. he I mean, he had, he, just, he just didn't play good football. Whatever the reason is, he didn't play good football. They moved on from the coach. Look like they're just moving on from that entire like regime at this point. Um, to a See, but I don't, I don't even what? think that was the case, Jim. I think when they moved on from the coach, they made their decision, but they thought that was going to appease him, and he still asked out after that. So after so that, they so like, okay, so he, if you're gonna ask out then. and you play like that, you know, there's nothing for us to, you know, we're not gonna go out of our way to hold on we, to it. We, if we choose you over him and you still out here complaining, then you got to roll too. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I think it was. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think the Eagles as an organization. I don't think their intention was to say, let's just go ahead and move on from the whole regime. But I think you know they thought they were appeasing him. They thought they were picking him, and he was like, nah. But but you know what that was about. He had already seen the writing on the wall with the fans. Um, you know, you always got some quote unquote you know anonymous sources talking about his, yeah. his his ego and how he is as a leader. So I, yeah, he I think he definitely was like, nah, it don't matter. They got rid of Bull, but I got to be out of here because the pressure here in this town when it mounts, like you really don't want to be on the on the the losing end of that. On the bad, on the bad side. So now he's like, yeah. you know, now I'm just going to get now I'm just going to get booed whenever we come to Philly. I can take that rather than getting booed every day I'm in Philly. So So, bowl is out now. Um the yeah. like you would you would two things about the haul that they got back. It's like, okay, the way he played last season it's kind of difficult to actually um demand a whole lot more. I hear that the, the – I'm hearing now from Schefter, I mean, all week we heard that the Bears were aggressive and they wanted this, but Carson Wentz didn't want the Bears, so the Bears kind of bowed out because they didn't want him – want to, you know, give up the house for him if he wasn't going to be happy with coming there and, and would cause a problem there. Now, you you know how it is. Now, after it's all said and done, now you're hearing reports the Bears never made an offer. I don't really believe that for one minute, but that's the report that's coming out now. Um, but there weren't any, there weren't really any more suitors between the Colts and the Bears, and he wanted to be with the Colts. Um, this is another one of those things, like, like you kind of don't understand the leverage that players have in these certain situations because we've seen this in football, we've seen this in basketball. And we're like, you know, okay, the team got all the leverage because teams know that this dude wants out so the team can stick people up for for this player. But it seems like in every instance recently, the player always gets his way. I don't understand how that happens in this situation. Like, how do the teams lose the leverage that they lose in these situations? Because, because in 2021, we live in a world where uh, it is – 
with, with social media and everything that goes on in the world, the players, them not getting their way becomes a bigger distraction where it's not even worth it. Like, you mm. you sink your whole frame because everything becomes about what's going on with that player, and it's nothing but a big distraction and it affects everybody else in your team, your organization, everything. So it's better just to, like, cut mm. that in and move on as opposed to dealing with everything that comes with that. See, back in the day, the media wasn't what it was. So you didn't have so, to worry about so the for a constant split, story. So for a split second as you started to respond, I was like, okay, if we were in the front office, we would say, so what? I don't care what y'all think. But then it dawned on me that, yo, there's a 53-man roster, probably 100 to 200 support personnel, and just because I would think I don't care what anybody thinks about the decision, that doesn't mean that the other people don't live inside of that culture and wouldn't take that to heart. And that does become poisonous in an organization. When you go to media day and all you got to, all you have to answer is about Carson Wentz being dissatisfied or what's going on with Carson. So it absorbs into your culture inside the building. So yeah, that, that does, that does evaporate the leverage that the organization has. If everybody yeah, else is right. part of the culture. <laughs> when when camp starts and everybody come to camp, they're still going to have to talk about Carson Wentz every day for a I while. Mean, possibly, but it ain't going to be the same. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be the same as, as him still being there and being disgruntled and him not wanting to be there and being about, around a bunch of other dudes where you know you can say, hey, be professional, but everybody knows you don't want to be here. So it's like, I mean, but, but we <laughs> always look at this where it's like, you think the team has the upper hand. In this case, maybe it's true. Maybe the Bears, you know, because the Bears definitely called, but maybe they didn't make any solid offers, and maybe they had to trade him to the place he wanted to go to because they was the only damn people that made a, a, a tangible um, offer. Because that's the only way I can see, especially in this case. It's like, okay, you think about cats like James Harden and people that that's done this in the past. James Harden is James Harden, like – no matter what you're saying about him before the trade, you know, James Harden averaged 30 to 35 points a season, you know, per game a season for the last few years. So he's done his part. Like Wentz coming off a season where he was pretty much rated statistically the worst starter in football. Like where do you get the leverage to tell us where the hell you going to play and where you won't play is what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But then, like I say, when I think about it, if this was the only team making a – uh, an offer, and the Eagles like we got to get rid of this Eagle for this March deadline before we got to cough up another ten ten mil. Then maybe that's how you see this one. Um, maybe that's that's how that played out. But who knows, man? But no, you know it's a lot to what what, what Jimmy said as well, man. Like the distraction. Yeah. Now of, you, of you, today. you asked about what's left. You asked about what's left. At at QB. Well, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, Jalen Hurts. Is, is Jay, do they turn to Jalen Hurts? I mean, the, don't forget the Eagles have the sixth pick. You know, thanks to thanks to Coach Peterson tanking, everybody mad at him about it. But they might end up getting their next. You know, it's a possibility they can get their next next franchise quarterback because of what he did. Um, do they turn the keys over to Jalen Hurts? Do they draft somebody else? Do they do both for the time being? You know, do do they go into the season with uh, a quarterback that they drafted highly, you know, high in the draft, but say, okay, we're going to let him sit and let Jalen Hurts do his thing? 
Or in that case, both. would it just be a straight-up competition because, you know, these Jalen Hurts is only a second-year guy? Like, what, what do you think, uh, and, and what would you do? Straight up, straight up competition. I draft. I didn't see enough out of Jalen Hurts for me to feel like he's the future. Jalen Hurts. I give him also the- was Jalen Hurts statistically, and you know, analytically, and analytically, he was forty out of forty-two quarterbacks. Um, he was that started trash. games in the season last. But that's <laughs> not how Eagles fans saw it, though. Eagles fans saw something different, and I think when you're running and you're moving the chains and you're extending drives, I think people see something that's really not there. Not there. The yes, Eagles sir. were so bad. I think just moving the chains and the offense actually not going three and out every drive, people see something that's not really there. Because I'm looking at it the whole time. I'm looking at it analytically. Y'all know me. Y'all see me in chats. And I'm kind of debating with Eagles fans every week, like, like y'all are really hyped. Like, what did y'all see from dude that got y'all acting like this? I just think people see something different when you have that extra dimension because. in the game and you choose to use it. Y'all know Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He was a couple reads, and he was pulling it down, and he was getting that first down. He was pulling down and going. I think that makes people see, see but that, that, that's your But analytically, he was one of the, the worst game. quarterbacks in the league last year. <laughs> that's your understanding of the game? Going even further into that, understanding that two, three, four years down the line, once teams scheme and they know his tendencies, that shit ain't going to work. If you have to depend on your play caller to be a maker, yo, that ain't, that ain't, you know, that, that's, that's, we, we, we see where Cam, we see where Cam Newton ended up. We see where Michael Vick ended up. That, so it's like, okay, Jalen Hurts is a flash in the pan. Now the question, the Damn. question is, does he does he have the tools <laughs> and the ability? Does he have the so tools and the ability to grow? You no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Can he can he grow from there? Did you see enough to say, all right, let's let's give him more chances. I mean, let's see thing. what he can here's do with Austin. Let's see if he can grow. Here's the thing. I'll be very brief, man. Because the bottom line is, we don't know what's going to happen with this boy. Um, but the fact of the matter is the backup quarterback is all, always the most popular guy when the starter isn't playing well. It doesn't matter who it is, man. I remember, I remember catch, rooting for Bubby Brister to get in. Yo, Bubby Brister, for Christ's sake. Because when the starter's not playing well, the backup's always the most popular guy. Now, with that being said, in any given year, there's only a handful of good quarterbacks anyway. Most quarterbacks in the NFL stink, and that's like historically speaking, year in and year out, most quarterbacks actually stink. That's just what it is. Um, so that's why mm-hmm. that position is so important to try to get right or find someone you can, you know, a groom to becoming a good quarterback. But um, I don't think you can make a judgment on him one way or the other, but I understand the fans' like perspective. Like, I, I, listen, they're fans. They're fanatics. And all they know is he's the backup. The uh, starter's not playing well. Um, the team, you know, started to play a little bit better when he got in. Not that it was any fault of his, but that's to me it makes sense. Like he's the backup quarterback. Let's think about some of the backup quarterbacks people have been clamoring for, like you know, um, over the course of the years. Cause like, if fill in the blank, Detner, anyone you want to name, like there were fans. That just, <laughs> listen, when the starter's not playing well, six, the brother. backup's the most popular guy. Any of, the, any of the 16 Detmer brothers. Um, yeah, I'll take him over uh, McMahon. No, so this is what I don't want them to do as a fan. I don't want them because I, I've talked to – I've had people ask me about this today. Like, 
well, does, does, does losing Carson Wentz give them enough cap relief to go after uh, um, Deshaun Watson? I absolutely would not want them to do anything resembling such. I'd rather them draft a quarterback with that sixth pick or maybe give up uh, an asset or two to move up a couple spaces. Deshaun Watson makes just as much money as Carson Wentz, for one. Um, for two, you're going to have to give up the house to get him in a trade. And we ain't good enough. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would rather them draft a quarterback, have either a rookie, you know, a highly drafted rookie playing on a rookie contract, or even having both, a rookie on a rookie contract and Jalen Hurts still on his rookie contract, battling it out. I'd rather have that than go out and give up the house and and have to pay another exorbitant salary for somebody – that's already out there instead of keeping those assets to actually put and something around somebody else. Um, the Eagles took a $33.8 million dead cap hit, which is the largest dead cap hit that any team has ever taken for a player um, by getting rid of Carson Wentz. Um, of course, the Colts are going to assume his $128 million extension and the $10 million guaranteed roster bonus that's due to him on March 19th. So it's like you just gave yourself a little bit of relief. The Eagles are like $49 million over the cap before this. So you gave yourself a little bit of relief. Don't go back and get into another situation. Build the team. Get more depth so when dudes get injured, we don't got bums coming in. Um, And that really hasn't been an issue the past few years, but this year they couldn't overcome um, the injuries, and a lot of it, still had something to do with the quarterback playing like poop um, during the whole time. So we'll see how this all plays out, man. Um, We'll see how they play. Because, you know, fans acting like Howie Roseman is the worst GM to ever step foot in any organization right now. It's funny how three years ago everybody everybody was on the job. Howie a genius. Now Howie clamoring over Ryan Fitzpatrick for about 15 years now. Yeah. All right, man. So we'll we'll see how this plays out, man. But let's I'll be let's cool with that. Bring the stat of the week, man. This is coming from baseball, and you know Tony, Tony, Tony. They lied when they said it never rains in Southern California, because somebody making it rain in Southern California. Stat of the week: Fernando Tatis Jr. has signed a fourteen-year, three hundred forty million dollar extension to stay with the Padres. By the time this deal is up, 14 years, the Mets will still have one year left to pay Bobby Bonilla. Shout out to Bobby Bonilla. Uh-huh. We found a way to make this about Bobby Bonilla. But no, Yo, 14 young boy, years. Young boy not even 25 yet. He got 400 in. Yo, he's 22 years old, Jim. He, they gave him this contract before he even got to arbitration. That's first of all, that's confidence. That's confidence in a way that I've never seen before. Because a lot of these other dudes, you know, uh Pujols got his joint when he was like thirty. So so we could clown that, like, yo, ten years, he gonna be he gonna be trash at the end of that contract. Yo, at the end of this contract, this dude might still be, be good enough to get another big money contract. He's twenty two. He's gonna like try to re up. Who gets yeah, he's going to be 36. He's going to get it three years, you know. 22. <laughs> Padres show big confidence in this dude. Big confidence. 
the crazy part about it is the way baseball, you know, the way they're printing money uh, right now and backing up these Brinks trucks to these people's homes. Yo, this is not even, like, he's not even, <laughs> he's like the third highest paid player in baseball. Yeah, at I least, like, a little money. Because, you know, they gave. Total, total money, but per year, I was just about to say per year, now, this is going to sound crazy, but he's only haha, only making twenty four million a season on average. <laughs> but the, but but like you 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 bring that up if this is like a football conversation, but if this is a guaranteed money conversation, really don't matter uh, per ah! year. It don't matter. That final number is what matters. This ball getting three hundred and forty million. Remember they yes, broke uh, Mike Trout off with like four hundred and twenty six million. Um, Bryce oh, Harper, oh, 330. Dang. But there's uh, Mookie Betts. <laughs> I think Mookie's getting like 350 or something like that. Like, baseball going crazy right now. It's definitely raining in, in Southern California. But throughout all of this, shout out to Bobby Bonilla because he was the real point of that stat of the week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bobby Bonilla still eating yeah. in these streets, man. And yeah, Bobby Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so our, our quote of the week, um, our quote of the week is, quote, the NFL looks like a game between Bloods and Crips without weapons. And that quote is from the now late Rush Limbaugh, who died this week. He lost his battle with cancer. Remember, uh, in February 2020, he announced that he was diagnosed with uh with cancer, and uh, he succumbed to it this week. So we had to throw out one of his, you know, one of his hard-hitting quotes from the type of life that he lived. We know that he was a Duh. fire starter for the conservatives <laughs> on, when the, on the radio. When they were going over his quotes the other day, I ain't even going to lie to you, bro. I was in the crib in tears. Like, yo, this boy really didn't care. He used to yeah. say what he wanted. No, he did. <laughs> yo, he said anything and everything. Yo, for, for for like a decade, he re- he refused to call it HIV or AIDS. He called it the Rock Hudson disease. Yo. yo. He would get on air and say this. Yeah, he would get on air and say this stuff, B. Like, yo, he yeah. didn't care, yo. And made a ton of money because he had a ton of followers. It's like we know now, like, you know, he has those followers from those corners of life that we don't really want to be a part of. Um, but it's the stuff that a lot of people for decades tried to kick under the rug, like those people no longer exist, you know, the post-racial society people. Matter of fact, where have those people been for the last few years? Yeah. Like, yeah, they just they they did, did, they, did, they, did, they, uh, <laughs> did they back into the bushes like Homer Simpson? <laughs> the kumbaya. No, I'm talking about the kumbaya. There's no more racism this is a post-racial – because I know it, Jimmy's right, oh, though. All, it definitely all, was some of those people who were actually yeah. the and perpetrators the of it saying that it wasn't there just to, you know, protect oh, the other ones are now what they do. Black Lives Matter. But there was also a lot of the – you know, a lot of those people were just kumbaya. They were just – they were just clueless. Like, the I don't other, see it. The other, <laughs> the other ones are now members of Black Lives Matter. So you got that. <laughs> so it's, yeah, so they just went to both sides of the spectrum. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah they definitely back into those bushes like Homer Simpson, though. But that's your quote of the week, man, from the now late Rush Limbaugh. Anybody here want to give him a, a rest in peace, rest in power shout out or no? Yeah, I mean, rest, uh, rest in, uh, 
resting in uh, whatever you <laughs> resting in whatever you resting in. And uh, shout out to you for uh, rallying the honest red cap wearing Americans, man. Showing what America really is about, man. All right, no doubt, man. We We're appreciate talk it. in a minute about um, what happened while y'all were on the grind. But before we do that. Uh, I want to let y'all know about something, and we're going to take some, some phone calls, but I want to let you guys know, um, first of all, y'all can check out our website as usual, warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, you can dial the digital extreme technologies hotline at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when, pr- when prompted, but if you're already listening from a phone, then you can just press 1 if you want to talk. But I definitely want you guys to know about this, man. You guys can also... Join us in the By the Hood chat room, which is brought to you by By the Hood University. If you guys have always wanted to learn about how to make your money work for you in real estate, stock market, precious metals, cryptocurrency, and even new digital assets such as NFTs, it's time to go back to school. It's time to enroll at By the Hood University. I say university. I'm tripping here. University. We want all of our supporters to create university and leave a legacy. So uh, War Room Sports are partnered with By the Hood University to help you get started on your journey of learning to invest and possible financial freedom. Just go to our website, click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our sponsors and partners page to get you started. Use the promo code WRS and receive 15% off of every course on the By the Hood website. It's not too late to secure your financial legacy, so go ahead and do that now. All right, so before Jimmy tells us what happened this week while we're on the ground, we're going to go to the uh, phone line real quick. We got the homie uh, Tobias calling in from Arizona. We're going to see what Tobias talking about tonight. Roll damn tide. Roll damn bucks. What's up, man? Hey, roll tide, man. Alabama's projected to be a number two seed in basketball with up-and-coming basketball power. Let y'all know that. (laughs) Hey. Cool, cool y'all. paying for everybody. They paying for all. Hey man, the Alabama runs right. a clean program, a high institution, of academic <laughs> excellent. Uh, hey man, the hey man. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Sessions watches basketball too, man. Yeah, I know. Hey, Republicans watch Republicans watch hoops too. But y'all talk about <laughs> Carson Wentz, right? All right, the hot take media don't know what the hell they talking about. All right, look. Why is the hot take media hanging on to an injury-shortened season? I know he had a great 2017. Why they keep talking about Frank Wright? Frank Wright didn't call the damn plays that year. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I mean, it's not, the it's not, I, mean I, I, hear, I definitely feel what you're saying. But it's not always just about calling plays, though, because yeah. sometimes sometimes it's not so the head coach. The enemy. Sometimes it's not the – it's not the offensive coordinator. Sometimes it could just be a dude's quarterback coach that could just, you know, get this dude to play at a high level. So it's the popular thing definitely to say Frank Reich because, you know, while Frank Reich was there, they happened to win the Super Bowl. He left and the team and the offense haven't been as good since. So everybody's going to point to the easy answer. And we have yeah. no clue what a quarter, what an offensive room or even a quarterback room looks like with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. But we're just going to say the last time he was playing at an MVP level, he was with this dude, so it's going to work. It's the same thing that we say when when a player goes to a certain team and he used to be there with the coach, and we say even if it was 10 years ago, we're going to say, well, he was with him before. He knows the system. 
is this dude running the same system he's running 10 years ago? Then he probably shouldn't be coaching anymore. Like, like if your system is the same that it was five to 10 years ago and you think it's going to be a success because of that, then you might should move on and let some new blood hey. come in there. So it's Bro, always overrated, Tobias, man. It's always like You know that. what it reminds me of? Jay Cutler. Adam Gase was – I forgot – I think it was Adam Gase was out there at Denver at the time, and Jay Cutler had a great season. And <laughs> he, he was said, a middle okay. school coach, and he knows the system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to bring in Jay Cutler. He had his coach here. He his best football. Jay Cutler sucked so bad that – he sucked so bad that Bears fans made a T-shirt with Jay Cutler pointing a gun to his head and say he's probably still going to miss. Uh, <laughs> you, know, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, that doesn't just because you know the system doesn't mean anything if you suck. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's not to me. You know, I think the media likes hanging on that stuff, but also there's a lot of leadership stuff that he's lacking in right now. And you bringing that into a team that hey, they have Super Bowl hopes because they have a pretty damn good team. But also, this is going to be a big referendum because the Colts have one of the best offensive lines, big time running game, good weapons, Dang. all this stuff that people say that he didn't have a feeling to why he sucked. Now he has all that in the coach that he likes. No excuses unless they just no happen excuses. to get ravaged by injuries, and if they do, then it's obvious that he's the bad luck charm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and I just think that. And but people keep talking about Frank Wright those years ago. That was four years ago. You know what that means? Players get older. Players leave. Uh, Other coaches change. leave. Systems get tweaked. So, yeah, he's gonna go there and run the same up. damn plays that he ran in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No one brings that up. And people, and I got a perfect example. I get on basketball about it's not how high you go, it's where you go. I heard an interview with Patrick Mahomes where he said he was glad that he sat that first year because playing going to the Chiefs. Was the first time that he had identified a Mike linebacker. He never did in high school. He never did Damn. in college. Cliff Kingsbury was a coach in college, but somehow he gets a prior <laughs> NFL job. But he can't yeah, identify a damn Mike. You get yeah. that? You get the NFL job because your guys are in the NFL chopping it up. Like I said, that's and that's what I'm saying when you brought up the hot take, hot take media, and they talking about Frank Reich. Like, like Carson Wentz. I mean, there's a chance. Nobody's ever going to say this. This is never going to be, you know, a part of the conversation. It's a chance that Frank Wright didn't do a goddamn thing for him. Like, it's a chance that Frank Wright had nothing to do with his success. But we're not going to say that. But just like you said, Kingsbury can get an NFL job because some people that went through his program are coming into the league and they're chopping it up. Necessarily mean they learned it from him. Because <laughs> Mahomes did sit down for a year behind a very respected offensive NFL coach, and just like you said, if he's never if he he's never had to identify the Mike linebacker before, then he definitely ain't playing like that because of Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> yeah, and Cliff Kingsbury, he was under five hundred with Mahomes in college. He could get a winning record with that, but he got a job. But uh, you know, like. Y'all talk about the NBA and this Draymond thing, right? One, a double standard is we got a guy out of the triple single getting Max Dollars. That, 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 hey, that's real oppressive. There, guy can't even give me 10 points a game, but he's getting Max like, Dollars. Speak on because, that, Draymond. Speak on because that. he plays hard. Because he plays hard. That's why. All right. But anyway, here's the problem. I see where players are coming from, and I got to give Skip Bayless a point here. 
if you don't want to get traded, collectively bargain it. But here's the problem. Owner's going to be like, hey, we'll keep giving y'all shorter contracts then. And what if you get hurt in year two? Instead of a three-year, a five-year contract, you make it two or three because the owners always win. But I hate how he made James Harden a victim. No, James Harden quit. He crapped on his teammates who weren't even there. The organization did everything he wanted. Got rid of everybody he wanted. And also, a black I mean, Draymond said that, though. Hold on, though. Draymond did say that. Draymond, Draymond said that we all know that Harden was dogging it. Like, he, he didn't make him a victim. He actually said that. Yeah, but here's but the one thing I'm disappointed about that none of these players brought up. Steven Silas is a black coach who spent 20 years paying his dues. He didn't even give him a shot. But yet, when the white coach, oh, we gonna we gonna pay the perfect citizen, <laughs> you know, that's that's the stuff that I look at. And I, yeah, and look, but guess what? That's not their, but that's not their responsibility nor their fault that he had to uh, you know put that so, much time in and not get opportunities. You can't put that on them. That's also on the same people that they're complaining about. That's all on ownership. Yeah, but at the end of the day, and I hate to say this, they're the owners. They're always going to win because they, cause they write the checks in a way. Because they, you know, I know people say start your own league, but we already know who controls the networks, who controls the building, and and who got the infrastructure to pay this. So we, we just get that out of the way. That ship is sailed. But what I'm saying is that, yes, I do think that, hey, if you go trade somebody, just be honest about it. I do think that. You know, folks got kids, stuff like that. But there is no perfect situation because Carmelo Anthony gave the, the Nuggets a year heads up that, hey, yeah, I'm not going to resign here. <laughs> you know? Uh, LeBron just left with his contract right out. KD, those guys did. There's going to be no perfect situation with this stuff. There is going to be no clean, perfect way. But at the same time, I think that you guys are right about how social media kind of digs a lot of this stuff up. But I just think that, hey, if you don't want to get traded, hey, get no trade clauses in your contract. But I, I still say that the owners, I just look at it like, hey, the owners win every collective bargaining agreement. And, you know, I just feel like that, hey, if you keep trying to dig, go down that rabbit hole, they may win again. And I, I just thought that that. I always look at because they win every time, and I hate to say that. Yeah. All right, but yeah, we'll, we'll. I don't know this whole thing going back to the whole Draymond thing. Like, it's, they're never gonna be. They're never gonna get that out of that collective bargaining table. Um, I don't know. It always seems to me, and and I'm not saying because of that. Because like I said, you're, you're probably never gonna get trades in the way that they go down out of the game. Um, but I always think when, when they go to the table, I just think the players always lose. Like, they go make these deals, and then, you know, something happens, and then, like like you always say, Tobias, then they're complaining a few years later, and they're back at the table, you know, trying to avoid a lockout or something like that because they made a bad deal. But um, Yeah, yeah because we'll I'm not even mad if someone asks a team, hey, yeah, can we move on and do this? Hey, I got no beef with that. Like Anthony Davis has spent all those years in New Orleans, it didn't work out. Asked for a trade or whatever. Hey, no biggie. You know, you know, it's like I know Drummond sitting. Hey, I think Kawhi Leonard would have been cool sitting to find a trade partner. He would have been cool. No complaints out of him. <laughs> Hold up, though. Uh, <laughs> the, crazy part is, the crazy part is, I don't even think like they really lose it. I mean, it, it, it seems like they do, but I don't think they really do. I think they have like the best deal out of any of these leagues. 
I mean, if we if we say the NBA is losing, I don't know what we call the NFL doing. Like, yeah. if the NBA uh, the is NFL losing, ain't, the, the NFL, NFL ain't doing? competitive. I'm not saying the NBA is losing. Guess the NFL doing? So I mean, because they they they're the closest to a true partnership, and and this is mm-hmm. that the NBA players tend to flex their muscle. They're more high profile, and let's face it, you know, they look like the Bloods and Crips without weapons. So therefore, um, yeah, you, it, it's it's treated a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like and, it just is what it is. And the truth is, Jim, like when I said that, I wasn't even coming from my perspective because I'm like you. I don't really see the NBA players as losing a lot. I'm just talking about, okay, they go sit here and they make these deals, and then you have people speaking out like this, like they're upset at everything that happens. So I'm like, that was coming from their perspective. I'm like, okay, y'all complaining about stuff that you collectively bargained and, you know, make a better deal. But for the record, yeah, I think that deal would be ridiculous. I think the owners be losing because they be out here paying, these, like he said, do the average triple singles like max contracts. And then they want to be back at the table. I'm like, well, y'all the ones that keep giving us this money. You know, you know what kills me though? Like Jimmy's right about the NFL losing. It's like the players don't want to fight in the NFL because guess what? Even though Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin's not getting traded, he, they they gonna defy him out because ain't nobody traded for a guy who can't dunk and can't dunk no more at six ten. Uh, you know, but Andre Drummond, and Blake Griffin's buddies guaranteed. So no matter they sit out or not, they still getting paid. NFL, yeah. you got to look at that funny money after those bonuses. <laughs> you know, they would just cut you. So that's something right there they got to look at also. Hey, all us, even though they may sit us down, hell, I'm still getting guaranteed. Now, they, now maybe they should have told drama and not have them show up and street cl- I show up, code the locker room and change. They, maybe they should have let them play that game out and say, hey, yo, we're going to just work on trading you or whatever like that. But yeah, the NFL time, contracts, man, they just be for show, and fans fall for it every time. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. Mike Vick, oh, my God, he got a second $100 million contract. Boy, I ain't see $100 million on either of them contracts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, remember, but people, you remember what happened to T.O.? Bo didn't see, didn't see $100 million put together net of both of those contracts. <laughs> $100 million yeah. total on them contracts. Yeah, but, and, you know, but, and, people, I, and, and I'm thinking they, they, the NBA is in a good spot. The players are because next to baseball, they have the second most power in any sport. Because baseball's union don't play. They'll shut it down. They don't care, <laughs> you know. They shut down yeah. the World Series 30 years ago. They didn't care. They get what they wanted. And, uh, and baseball don't let you take pay cuts. They like, no, nah, you're getting every dime. Yo, and so, yo, the, biggest, the biggest proof of that, Tobias, is in baseball, you can have a great career, come in the league, walk down the street and be Joe Nobody, and you're making $3 million a year. Yep. Yep, and, and and I and I know you guys got to run, and I'll close with this. Yes, we do. Hey, everybody. Hey, I got, I leave y'all with this. Next thing you know, we're gonna see Jerry Rice and uh, Andre Rising and Randy Moss come out of retirement because they want to play with Brady on the cheap. I hate hot take media. They <laughs> <laughs> they swear folks gonna take a hundred thousand dollars just to play with Brady go for a ring. They don't realize he like Shaq Barrett. He ain't got paid yet. He ain't taking no pay cut. His bull. wife is like While damn Brady. He better While not be T.O. T.O. is angling for that. Yeah, you ain't lying, <laughs> yeah, but hey, but, but you guys have a good one, man, and you guys take it easy, good brother. All right, man. Talk to you next week. All right, Tobias. All right, take Later. one more before we uh, talk about the grind. We got Rob calling in from Cali, Eagles fan. Curious to hear what you got to say, Rob, about the whole Carson Wentz situation. 
What's up? Robbie O. Yeah, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Is uh, is Jimmy in the building? You in the fishbowl? Jimmy is in the building. What's up? I'm here. I'm what's here. Up? What's goody? The the first thing the first thing I I gotta say. Well, well, you know what? Hold on. I haven't done I haven't done this for like years, so I was wondering. Keep do y'all play that we are the champions track? We're about to talk about the Lakers real quick. <laughs> I, I, I got you. I got you. It hasn't been years though. <laughs> ah, you gotta cut it though. That sound bite long as hell. We're gonna listen to the yeah. old John. That yeah. John like thirty seconds yeah. long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yo, you don't gotta worry about breaking it down whether you ask or not. I only play that for the Eagles. But but I want I want to ask him real quick. How does he feel about the Anthony Davis injury? And I'm saying I'm thinking should she should they should rest him to the playoffs? People tell me no, Damn. they shouldn't. They should rest him and get his and get his behind back. You know, like what do you think? How about? you playing with your playoff future? Trying to rest Anthony Davis to the until the playoffs? I mean, we know LeBron is the leader of that team, but you know he's still. It's free to do a lot of the stuff that he's still doing because he's playing with somebody as good as Anthony Davis. You think they can rest Anthony Davis for the until the playoffs and not have a hard time making a decent seed in the playoffs? Yeah, no, you know right. they got better. Right. But now you're so right, cause... You be so extreme, B. Like, come on, for one, like, <laughs> who's to say if you do that, you could swing in the playoffs and everything is going to be back to normal, like. You need some reps, dog. You can't just like sit out that much time and then come back and everything is back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking about you know. What I, I agree with Rob, man. Hand. I think they should rest. Him. They should rest him to the finals. <laughs> you think they should rest him? What? Rest him to the finals. I think they should rest him until the finals. Yeah, right. You're funny, but um, yeah. I want him to rest, yeah, yeah. man. I would definitely want him to rest. Not yet. Yeah, I yeah yeah I I'm just it scares me. I mean his averages are down because of injury, so I'm just just a little uneasy. Some people saying play to Blake Griffin. I'm saying hell no. You know the the yellow Wonder Boy is wearing off. You know. Um, hey, I it, think it, though. You know, I think the scary part of the situation is like. You know, because he tweaked it a couple of times before he injured it, injured it again, and you know had to sit out these games. Like from my experience, watching what's going on with him, like that's a dangerous sign of a potential Achilles rupture at some point. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of those uh, muscles and and a lot of that stuff depends on each other. That's kind of how the whole Kevin Durant thing played out. Remember he had the calf injury, but when you're trying to take it easy on your calf, like you're putting more pressure on places like your Achilles and all of that stuff, you know, it kind of coincides. So the fact that he keeps having these problems, um, because, you know, he sat out a couple of games earlier this season because of an Achilles quote unquote tweak. So I'm like, I'm hoping that, you know what I'm saying? He don't come back, and then it just goes. Because that's one of those injuries that, um, you know, a family member of mine had it, and the doctor pretty much told him 
that's just a wear and tear injury. Like, if it's going to happen to you, it's going to happen to you. There's really nothing you can do to reverse the effects um, of, of that possibly happening. So I really hope that's not the case with, with AD. Y'all don't want to see that. I feel you. I feel you. And I do. I I I do want to say one thing before going and um before well two things before going to to talk about the Eagles. One, yo, I'm gonna put some respect on Doc Rivers' name. He's done a phenomenal job with the Sixers. You know, yeah, you're going to you're going to give me the Sixers. I'm giving Sixers they props. You know, they the best record in the East. Joe Embiid is actually playing like a mammoth man uh, week in and week in. You know, sometimes, you know, he's, you know, like. Um, he's playing, he's playing he's like. He's playing like. Huh? He's actually playing like a mammoth. What did you say he's playing, playing like? Like, like a I mammoth mean, I mean, man. Okay, pause. Not consistently week in and week out because I'm just like. I'm, I, because to me, I used to think dude was lazy. Like. I, I, I saw Shaquille Neal's tendency in him, you know, like he wants to take him. He doesn't want to the board. And you got a guy like Doc Rivers, who's not like a Phil Jackson. He's not going to give give him his slack off. He's going to challenge you, like yo, boy, you got you got to show him proof. And he and he did. And he doesn't have a bad attitude like Blake Griffin, so he, he is going to show him proof. So I do I, I do say, you know, some people think he's an MVP candidate. You know why? I I don't know if I go that far, but why not? So yeah, I'll give him that. And another thing I want to say is put some respect on Doc Rivers. Let's Damian Lillard's name. Yo, shout out to five ten. Shout out to Oakland. That dude is Dame bad. Time. Dame, Dame time. Dame time. Dame dollar. You know what I'm saying? And uh, also, I know there's a clown that thinks he's that on one sports page that thinks he's from L. A. Listen, man, I understand, but you ain't from L. A. Stick to the Midwest. That's all I gotta say. You know, I mean, I mean, Tobias is cool, but Tobias ain't like this one dude. I ain't gonna say his name, but you know, some people, if they, you know, they lack, they didn't have a father in their life. They want, they want all the attempts to be on them. Listen, man, go find a phone. Rob, stay using that show as a diss track. I don't know who he is. He knows he is. He knows he is. He ain't like the this other dude, I ain't gonna talk about, but um, I, I will say this: go, let's go to the Eagles, the trade. Um, oh man, I, I want to get John's thoughts on it real quick. Yeah, y'all small thoughts on it, like you know, I mean, for me, I knew they were gonna trade. They were gonna, we all know they were, that he was gonna get traded. Maybe it's somewhat good. It, it kind of shows me that they're looking to trade up, that they're going to trade up in this draft. That's just how it is. They will, they will trade that's up. Like, that's kind of like a hopefully. But what if they decide, how would you feel if they decided to, to say, no, we're just going to move on with Jalen Hurts and he's going to be the guy. Like we might bring in some free agent backups who he can battle with and we'll see how that plays out. But he's our guy and we don't, and, and they don't, draft a quarterback how would you feel about that to be honest um i wouldn't i wouldn't um be object to it because the offensive line needs some work we all need we we all need to get younger in all fronts they need some playmakers the team is a rebuilding year it was a building year last year i said it was on the show it was going to be a rebuilding year last year 
And uh, another thing is about Jalen Hurts. To be honest, I have no faith. Brother, no faith. brother, and, based and, on and, based on that salary cap, this is going to be a rebuilding year for for, for and, a little while. And how and, you say? How you say you wouldn't be objected to Jalen Hurts being the quarterback, and then in the next sentence you say you have no faith in him. No faith in him. I don't. I told you that. Oh, because you're trying to rebuild. You're trying to get them early draft picks. <laughs> he trying to get them draft picks. <laughs> well, I tell you last week. I mean, I mean, first of all, I don't know if Beyonce was here last week. Beyonce, I do apologize. Like, no, like, because because like I apologize, Dev and Young, Young, because I used to criticize y'all, you know, uh, but very very stupidly of y'all going hard on. Hard on uh, uh, my stupid opinion was uh, y'all y'all go hard on brother who came a black quarterback, and now and, and, and when I try to tell people about Jalen Hurts about well Hurts is not the guy and I, I don't faith him and they got people talking to me like oh man you know you ain't trying to support the black quarterback what's wrong with you I'm like dude the dude only won one game and he does nothing special like like athleticism sorry bro like, I have to give you the bump like come on now. Yeah, he did tell us that last week. That he understands our plight. That's why I told him last week. I'm like, it's 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 weird though, it's because we like equal opportunity quarterback bashers. People just don't notice when we slamming a white dude, but when we slamming a black dude, then you know, coon train coming. Yeah. So we we cooning it out. We're not allowed to be critical. We can't do our we can't do our job when we're talking about our own. Pretty much, that's how it. No, no, y'all could, y'all could, cause, cause I understand now, like, like, like I understand now, like I was, um, you yeah, know, you saying we can now, but back then you were saying the same stuff that these other people were saying. I was dumb, I was dumb because, and I apologize, I apologize. <laughs> because I, 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 I appreciate I, I, that, Rob. I appreciate I that. That's what's up. I, yeah, yeah, and it's and 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 come on, and 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 listen, everybody knows I'm a I'm a mad defender, but I'm gonna bash him right now. You're going. People are saying, "Oh, McNabb is trashing Carson Wentz." You're going for a guy that I, that I quote in the NFL draft. That draft for Carson Wentz, he wanted to draft Paxton Lynch. You know, as 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 Jimmy, how that did, how that did with him in Brett and uh, the Broncos. You know, Paxton Man, Lynch trash. Eagles like, fans clamor for everybody every year. Eagles fans wanted to draft. Um, what's the boy that went to the Jets? Oh, oh Mark Sam Sam, uh, Sam Donald. Oh, the black no, the bum, the black, the bum oh, black Gino dude Smith? from West Virginia. Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Geno Smith. Clamoring for him. Holy cow! That draft year. Like, <laughs> I mean, there was man. some quarterbacks. It's like black quarterback wasn't a bum. Uh, Ronnie Pete was a bum. Um, Ronnie Pete wasn't a bum. He wasn't. He wasn't great. Ronnie Pete wasn't a bum though. I mean, okay, okay, it wasn't a bum. I mean, well, put like this: the greatest, his greatest success in life was getting married to his wife. Shout out to Miss Holly Robinson, yo, she finds him up. But yeah, I agree with I agree with that. But but I I, I'd say Rodney Pete was at least average. He he was on the he he was leaning towards being a tiny bit above average, but I wouldn't call Rodney a bum. He he was a good leader. He was a better leader than what he could actually be as a player, though. I give you that. But 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 it's like when they say Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts time, Jalen Hurts time, it's like he doesn't possess any qualities that I say okay, but we you know you 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 know I'm ready for him, I'm 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 ready for him, 
you, you know, to live next year. Oh, he's he run. Oh, he's 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 a he's um he's working out the receivers. All of our receivers within two or three years will probably won't be on the team. One and two, you can you can like I was a big Mark Mark Sanchez defender. He did the same thing. He would work out in the off season, and he was still trash. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some players are trash, and 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 and, 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 and you, you want to talk about people talk about people being trash? I remember when you when Dev always talks crap about Patrick. Oh. Like, yeah, he went to Harvard, but he still he still plays like trash. Like, come on. Oh, slow down there, young man. See, damn, Rob, you you making a lot of progress tonight. It's like like ten years later, you even notice. A white quarterback that that got bashed here. That's what's up. Cause y'all, I swear y'all act like y'all didn't notice when we were doing it. <laughs> as soon as we said, no, 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 Jake, yo, Jake Cutler, but Jake Cutler could never be on this show. <laughs> no, I don't. As a matter of fact, I'm the only person who's ever said anything complimentary of Jake Cutler in the ten years we've been doing this. Ever. Me and PJ got into a heated argument because. Because I said something nice about Jay Cutler, and yet then they wasn't, my guys was not having it. <laughs> so he, he drained me. <laughs> like, you know, be giving that dude a compliment. <laughs> he trash. He, he is. That's the most I mean, enthusiastic I mean, quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, I know people who, that that dude, he, he's one of them dudes who, who just get on the job and don't really care about the job. He just really care about the paycheck. He don't care about doing his job, performing, be, becoming a manager, nothing. He just there just to be there, going to be there. And put, yeah, I mean, that's what – I mean, because, I mean, I don't think anybody would disagree that Jay Cutler physically is one of the most talented dudes that we've seen. Jay Cutler was Jeff George oh, part two. Supposed to come in the league and tear it apart, show flashes, show – what they call it, y'all? Arm talent. Definitely showed arm talent, but he ain't show no no brain talent at Can't, any point in his whole but, career. Well, be Austin, Dev. What do you think Yo, he about single handedly? He single handedly made uh, what's the cornerback from Washington? Sin- single handedly made him an All Pro. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, both thought he was Dion. Didn't he give like didn't he catch like four or five picks in one game from Jacob? Four, yeah, it was it was four. It was three or four, one for a touchdown, and and his whole total for the year was like six. He ended up going to the Pro Bowl off of that. Without oh, yeah. that game, yeah, it ain't no Pro Bowl for Bulls. <laughs> but, but 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 what do y'all feel about Jalen Hurts? But like like you and Dad, because for me, I ain't got no. I don't, um, I don't, he doesn't possess nothing for me. I don't see nothing. I don't even when we come out of college, I didn't see nothing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you were listening earlier, but we we talked about that. I mean, and I I talked about it when they were talking about going to him last year. I was like, you know, I really didn't see. I mean, he definitely for. We know that that it's different in college. You know what I'm saying? In his last season, he was a Heisman finalist and he tore it up. But we know a lot of what he was doing is different from what he was going to do or, or be asked to do at this level. So I didn't really have any confidence as far as, you know, him being a long-term answer. Um, and what I watched when he got into games was kind of different from what Eagles fans apparently saw because they were excited about it. But I just come to the conclusion that if somebody brings a, a, another dimension to the game, like running, 
and it actually extends drives and it may, you know and you actually get to move down the field in comparison to what our offense was doing before he got in there i think people were going to see it a different way and they were going to kind of overrate what they saw when analytically speaking he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last season he was like 40 i saw i read he was 40 of 42 quarterbacks um that i guess played a certain amount of snaps in the league last year he was ranked 40 of 42 um which really means we pretty much had two people stinking it up last season but he was able to move the ball with his legs he was able to buy time and do some stuff with his arms so people look at that differently but i know to answer your question i didn't see anything that would make me excited about the future with Jalen Hurts. Um, so we gotta, yeah, we, we gotta move on. Pretty, yeah, pretty much same thing that Dev said. I mean, the NFL is the world renowned for for adjustments, right? The kid deserves to be in the league. Pretty special athlete, but him running the ball isn't gonna run the Eagles to success. It's going to work when defensive coordinators aren't prepared for it. When they're prepared for it and you playing with bums, you're just going to shut that shit down. They got film on them. So. Yeah, 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 it's like that other trash, uh, uh, his brother, right? His name was Joe Webb or something like that, Josh Webb from the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, this boy killing all the black quarterbacks now. <laughs> You know, send me some Dr. <laughs> Dr. Umar scan, uh, uh, Hotep trash. I don't give a damn. I don't care. Whatever. Well, come. I don't care. Hey, Rockets, whatever. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, listen. I well, think, I think, I think Rob, must have, Rob must have met a new white girl out there that threw that morning message. He's killing everybody. Or Martina or, or era, era, but that's a precise point. Like, listen. like you got, you, Yo, Rob, you got some, you got some new snowbody yams or something, cuz? It, 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 yo, anyways, man. It, 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 you know. You, watch, uh, you watching some old Herschel Walker take? <laughs> Speaking of, we got to talk about that, man. So we, we got to move on, man. Yeah, but, 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 but even even with Michael Vick, you know, it wasn't made feel about his math. I know Michael Vick did not possess the intellectual capabilities of being a quarterback. Yeah. Like you can't read defense. Yeah, I ain't never say that. Rob, take come it. on now. Wayne I mean, Street. <laughs> like I ain't never said that. But, but and, and dudes didn't want to tackle it anyway because the boy got is freaking HV. He's HV two. You know what I'm saying? Bro, don't know what I mean. You know what I mean? We got to go, man. You know, as usual, we appreciate your support. We appreciate your call. We'll right to you next week. All, all right, right, good, bro. All, all right, prayers of the people in Texas, man. You know, you no know my thoughts no and prayers. All right, y'all take care. No doubt. Tell Becky we said we got Yo, um, <laughs> yo, I'm Rob. Go from being honest, and now he... Yeah, uh, shout out to Neil in the chat room. She was like, y'all talking about D'Angelo Hall. Yeah, we were talking about him. Um, I don't Yo, even think we, we got, wanted um, to remember his we name. Got some, we got some breaking news. Somebody went that breaking news, Junkie, for me. Because uh, 
you know what I'm saying, the uh, NBA um, All-Star starters have been named. All right. Um, I, I got you. I'm, I'm slow on this. Right? Double breaking news. <laughs> East or West first? Um, go Let's East. Start with the West. Cause they, okay, I'm going to finish with the East. Cause, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The East is in the house. All right, anyway, um, so Steph Curry. Dang. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Luka Doncic. Steph uh, Luka. LeBron James, who is the captain. Kawhi Leonard and Nikola Jokic. And, and, yeah. That is the That's Western Conference All-Star starters. In the East, we have Barry. Mm. We have Bradley Beal. That boy could take two weeks off and they still vote him in as a starter fan. <laughs> we got because Bra- he got fire sneaks. We got Bradley Beal. We got uh, Giannis. No more complaining for Brad Beal then, right? You're a starter uh-huh. now. No more yeah. complaining for Brad Beal. Yeah, he, he a starter now. No more dope game. Yo, we got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, we got oh. Kevin Durant, who is the captain. First. First, when you said um, Anthony DeCumpo, I was like, Thanasis uh, or Giannis? Which one? Or the other boy? I mean, I was hoping it was the other one. I mean, since I got his NBA yeah. top shot, but that's either here nor there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The value of my brown card just went up. But anyway, um, so those are your starters for the uh, the West and the East. Um, so you said Barry, Barry, Brad Bill, Giannis, Joel Embiid, and, and who else? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're cool. So. All right. So what happened while while everybody was on the Grizz Grizz naive? Yeah, sir. That's interesting though, because like I wonder if Harden would have started if he would have stayed out. What? Like who knows? But you know, Probably that's not. the only thing that's like really, really interesting is where Harden falls and all this. I but, think by really lucky Harden ain't take his spot. He just ain't been there long. So what happened? I mean, well, sneaks ain't this fire. What happened while you were on the Grizz Nye is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, call DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. Tell me you're here at the War Room, you know what I'm saying, to get you the hookup. But it's time to talk about what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nye. Um... Start off with another rest in peace to uh, former NFL wide receiver Vincent Jackson, who was found dead in his hotel room. Um, rest in power. Yeah. Yo, he yeah, was. Um, he was. They found because his his people's a few weeks ago or a couple, maybe like a week and a half ago, had put out a missing persons report on him. The cops actually found him at the Homewood Suites in Brandon, Florida. He had been living there for a little while, and then a couple of days later, the 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 maid. Found him dead. Is that what they call them? The what do they call the people, the hotel mate. They found him dead in his room. Um, they didn't say like they don't know as of yet because they said you know it didn't look like any foul play or anything like that. So I know the first thing I'm thinking, um, his his family said he was having some issues with alcoholism and and headaches. So y'all think this is this could be another CTE casualty? I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's that's always the first thing that comes to mind, you know. Um, to, yeah, to, to Jimmy's point, happened. that's immediately. If you die, if if you're an if you're a former NFL player, to me, and you die did. under 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 fifty five, I automatically think CTE. If you die under fifty, and I start hearing things about headaches, alcoholism, drug abuse, 
I automatically know. Yes, I said no. Yes, it's CTE because you self-medicating, trying to get them demons from whispering in your ears and the pain out your head. And if you and if you commit suicide, then you know, no, no, <laughs> no, no. That just sounds dreadful. I'm going to get the pain out your head. Yeah. <laughs> then I know <laughs> that you done went to see Junior Sale. He said the demons whispering in your ears. Like, that's a bad <laughs> life. Stop the demons from whispering and get that pain out your head. Damn. Yo. Yo. Mad description. For rest in power. Speaking of demons. Uh, to Vincent Jackson, man. Um, in, other, in other news, uh, Pac-Man Jones was arrested once again. So <laughs> can't get assault. right, man. So, Yo, so, uh, what is wrong with yeah. can't get right, man? Yo, my man still. I'm extremely, I'm extremely pro pro black, as are y'all, and I don't wish jail on nobody. But there's two NFL players. I I don't mind, I don't mind what happens to them, man, because they they've been given chance after chance after chance after chance after chance, and dot dot dot. Yo, your man, your man, Pac-Man, uh, who the wide receiver ball that keep getting reinstated after he's been suspended? Yo, I think he and, damn, he just, he just smoking, though, man. He, not, uh, he ain't out there. Pac-Man Jones got arrested again for for allegedly punching and kicking a person in the head until that person was unconscious. Like, I'm, I, you know, I think the Did other dude just can't get right, but that's on a way lower level. He just can't stop smoking. He's messing himself up. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Pac Man out get, here get, messing up. I got to get all the facts before I judge Pac Man. That's what they do. I got to get all the facts. We've <laughs> been getting all the facts on both for 12 years. <laughs> Pac Man be drunk. Shout to Pac Man living at Rock and Roll. I know Jimmy did. You know. Like, you know, this could have been like a red, this could have been a red cap. Talking trash, and he might I mean, you know, it could have been that, or it could, or it could have been a, uh, you know, it could, have, it could have been a, uh, you know, someone who was, you know, who knows. But man, Pac-Man, man, get no, some no, Pac-Man, 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 punching no, women. Pac-Man, no, punching Pac-Man, women we're gonna face. find out. It's Pac-Man, though. We're gonna find out it was a woman soon. <laughs> oh, see, that, now we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't do woman that. Yeah, we can't deal with that. That that that's another level. That's that's you should be tossed in the pit of unfortunate investigation. So I just said we'll find out. The we'll get all the the, the facts before we judge him on this one, but can't get yeah. right, just can't stay out of the off the police block. Yeah, so Meek, Meek Mill's in the news again because Meek Mill's always in the news, but this time um, he's taking heat on social media from he has a new song with Little Baby, and within the song he talks about you know going down with his chopper like Kobe, and people didn't like that. Now, yeah, I will say this. Um, I heard a little more. I heard the song is actually called like Kobe Bryant or something. Is a Kobe line? I don't know, but just that one clip makes well not I one have clip, the lyric. That one snippet. Yeah, said, it makes it sound crazy. Yes, and if I ever yeah. and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe. So people killing him. No, me saying is insensitive and all of that kind of stuff. No, I mean no, I need no, to no, I need no. to hear the context. Of which he used it. I need it because right now it don't even sound like a bar. It's like you risk that kind of backlash for that whack ass line. But but we all oh, know it. when you're reading somebody's lines, they're never as good as no, you know, just, how they. I mean, sometimes they are depending on who it is. But I mean, some I, people I, delivered. Yeah, I went right where I went right forward. where you went. I went right where you went with it. There's no benefit of the doubt because we're not talking about Royce. 
We're not talking about King Los. We're not talking about Black Thought. First of all, them guys would probably have far more respect. First this off, dude doesn't have King Los or Black Thought and Royce. Don't you ever do that. Hold on, slow down. Don't you put King Los or Black Thought and Royce. He's wrong right now. He's wrong right now. We're about to go another two hours. I apologize. <laughs> don't you ever. No, because no, cause Royce, Royce, Royce and Black Thought are aliens. They own the alien tier. It's like different tiers. They alien tier. King Lowe's can rap, but he ain't alien tier. Like, them, them dudes, them dudes no, I'm not saying he I'm not I'm saying he is, but what I'm saying is. I was listening to Illadelph Half-Life for like a week, a couple weeks ago. And I think I pinpointed, I pinpointed the very, I pinpointed that as the very album where, where Boy got abducted by aliens. He definitely yeah, he that took off. That was the album. Certain that people, was the album he took off. He left Earth on that one. Some yeah. people have been abducted, and Lowe's ain't been abducted yet. He's he can rap, but he he hasn't been abducted and spent time with the nah, other but, So so he so to your point, he ain't make far, love to a big head green chick. No, he ain't been there. Yet. <laughs> but but I get yeah. your I get your overall point though. I get, my I get my your point is that meat doesn't have bars. He don't have no bars to use. I mean, he can rap. We can rap. It, it, depends, it depends upon what you do. Stop it. We can have a whole different. He's not a punchline. He can rapper. yell and but scream. At the same time, but this has nothing to do with that, though. The fact of the matter is, I think we're missing the whole story. The story is that people do things for shock value. This is a form of clout chasing. Because even even if that's part of the song, Agreed. why is that a snippet that you why is that the why is that the snippet that you show before the song is released? Right. Because guess what? Listen to this snippet. This listen to his response to the backlash. He says, somebody promo a narrative and y'all follow it. Y'all internet antics cannot stop me. It's like Zombieland or something. LOL. They paying to influence y'all now. It's almost like mind control. Wake up. Yo, how you playing the y'all getting controlled by the man because you said something ignorant? Like because that card, because does that even apply here? Now he's going to go out and change the song. No, it's going to be something totally again, different, and he's going to try to run It doesn't matter. Run he's going to have people that run with what he just did and play the victim. Like, this is great marketing. If you're a marketing guy, so what you, what you, you already understand that this is getting attention. This, right. this song you know is what? now That song going to be crazy when it comes out. Because everybody, exactly. you got to hear it so now. I got to hear that line. Yeah, exa- exactly. So at the end of the day, you know, kudos to you for your marketing job now. Hopefully it's not as disrespectful. Probably, listen, when the song is released, that line probably ain't gonna be in there, and it's still gonna no, no. scream. They gonna, <laughs> they gonna edit that joint out. You have a whole uh, new. Line. I mean, that, that that line, even in even in the context of just reading, it ain't worse than uh, you know, um, Lil Wayne's line where he said he beat the P up like Emmett Till. That was like a little bit more. Um, yeah. Or, or no, no, that Rick was, Ross said he put something. Yeah. When Rick Ross said he put something in her drink and she ain't even know it. Yeah, like. Lil Wayne, somebody should put the pause on Lil Wayne over that line, but, you know. He probably thought that was so like, fire, too. Like. Everybody just liked to talk. Oh, Wayne always struck me as, like, the type of dude who thought everything he said was fire, even the stuff, you know, that wasn't even. <laughs> because even, 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 even wobble-dee-wobble-dee-wobble-dee-wobble-dee-wobble-dee. Not even, not, even not even the wobble-dee stuff, his punchlines. Like, some of them. Well. Be mad whack, but I could tell he was in the studio like, yo. Well, because confidence <laughs> goes one. a long way. If you say something and you act like it's the most fire thing, there's a group of people that will believe. People believe. You. And then at some point, it starts to become fire because everybody believes it's fire. <laughs> confidence goes a long way in life. Yeah. All right, what and, else happened? Man? Anyway, anyway, man. Um, yo, me, the brothers are saying that they are not your father figure. 
Go ahead, bro. Yo, uh, Latrell Sprewell starts a GoFundMe page to pay medical bills for his granddaughter. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he, you know, he's got bills. He got to put medicine on his family. He's laughing. His granddaughter got cancer, man. His granddaughter got cancer. This one, yo. He's just trying to put medicine on his family, man. He's trying to put, he try to put, he try to put some penicillin on his family. Come on, man. He's just trying to put medicine on his family, man. Stop, first of all, first of all, yo, first of all, Latrell Sprewell being a granddad is hilarious to me. That's just funny. I just don't it's see irresponsible. It just seems irresponsible. You should have just declined. When your daughter said, I'm having a baby, you should have just declined. Like, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to be over here. When you turned down $24 million and now you got to start a GoFundMe page, I Yo, come on, man. I I can't, man. Let me just shut <laughs> makes up. It, makes it laughable. Yo, but first of all, on the he turned down that $21 million extension. That's the, You know, he's famous for that. And he turned it down because he had to put food on his family. Now yep. he got to put medicine on his family. It's not only that he turned down $21 million, B, it's the fact that he made 90, over $97 million in his career. So it's like, Yo. And he blew multi-millions because he wanted to choke his coach out. Like, on the Jewel. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just like track. this. Like, Jimmy, yo, you are 20 years behind on By the Hood University, man, because there's a lot of these dudes back then that needed to be taught something. There is no way that you should make $97 million plus in your career. And that's just off basketball. He had endorsements, too. Yo, and, my man, and, was, my man and, was a and basketball player. And in 2021, you're asking people for thirty-five thousand dollars for medicine for you, like. Well, here's I'm inclined to give right? because it's not the little girl's yeah. fault, but at the same time, I'll be giving while shaking my head at dude, like, yo. <laughs> generational I mean, wealth. I, I, I'm gonna send him. I'm gonna send him a couple of dollars, man. You, 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 you gave me some entertainment in the course. You're like, when you choked the coach out, that was right. like, that was that was hard body. But yo, my thing is <laughs> still hard body karate. Even even turning down twenty one million because you gotta feed your family is hard body. Yo, yo I'm, I'm, I'm turning like, down like what Carlissimo I can feed y'all with, but I gotta feed y'all. Yo, it's always something about PJ Carlissimo that rub, that rubbed me the wrong way. Like pause. It's like it's like he always just yeah. always dislike. Seemed like, like he deserved that, demeanor. even though I don't know him. Yeah, he definitely did. Like I yo, I didn't like him from the screen. He came off as like just being an arrogant prick. In a racist, but I'm not saying he is. I don't know the man, but that's how he oh, came man, off. You know damn well. Interviews. Anybody knows. I mean, that. yeah. He's whatever he said. He said something <laughs> yeah. deserved that. Listen, Phaedra Park's voice. Everybody knows. But yo, what I'll say is this, man. <laughs> the one thing I will say is these athletes seem to be waking up because they're they're they seemingly are doing a better job of like you know um building and protecting their wealth. So they got decades. They got decades they got decades of tragedies to, to look at. To, like, and that's you exactly what I was going to say. So You're not doing better. So You're dumber than them dudes. Yeah, they standing on the shoulders of giants, man. Because, I mean, you know, yeah. Marshawn Lynch gave y'all the game plan, man. You know, protect your mental Yo, protect your, your health, protect, your, protect chicken. your chicken, African. Floating, fur, fur, floating furniture. Like, come on, man. Even they investments yeah. in trash. And they was trying to do something to help themselves. Float them couch. That, that also, yo, that, that story is also crazy because that story shows you just how, how devastating Katrina was. 
because that was post Katrina, and everybody was so shook. They was like, "Yo, it's gonna happen again." So I'm gonna be prepared for this. Floating man couch. invested millions in floating furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Rent them spoons and float them couch. All right, man. Yo, man. Yeah. I, I might right, send him so something, though, man, because it, it ain't the little girl fault she got leukemia. It ain't the little girl fault that her granddad is not good with money. Um, I just hope that he's not good with life. supposed to get to because he might be using this. I wonder, if he still got, I wonder if he still got spree wells on his whip. Anyway. <laughs> right, right. Yo, man, probably, oh, man you can, the man, can you picture the man that had a rim? The Spreewell rim. I, yo, he not a granddad to me, man. I just can't. Yo, man, my man had a yo. Give him yo. You gotta give him yo, for the culture though, man. Listen, my man had his own rim. That was hard body too. Like, yo, that is hard body karate. Player, he had his own you have rim. That everybody is known he choked for. out a coach. Yeah, man. Like he, he told y'all, he told y'all, F O H for twenty one million dollars. Like he's he's Listen, a legend, man. He put, he put on for he put on for the culture, man. We gotta we gotta like send him five dollars or something, man. Yeah, I'm gonna anyway, put um, some I'm gonna put some meds on his family, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some meds <laughs> yo <on his> yo. <laughs> last last thing that happened while you were on the Grizz Nae. <laughs> yo, yo, yo Beyonce said, said penicillin, penicillin though, man. Yo, stop, guys. <laughs> Come on, stop. man. Yo, we, we running out of time. I ain't realize it was this late. That's what I mean. Caught up. Get us some more tussin. Racist tip. We're hot caught up on that racist issue, but it's all racist. Anyway. Um, Rob Herschel Ruckus. Walker, Hold up. Walker told Congress that black Americans shouldn't receive reparations. Anybody surprised? I'm, I'm just going to leave that with y'all. When I look at Herschel Walker, I see Daffy Duck tap dancing with a with a top hat on. Like, <laughs> like, you know, he, he not only said that, he went on and said Jesus would be against reparations. Um, he questioned where the money would come from. He said, where does the money come from? Um, he said, does it come from all the other races except black taxpayers? Who is black? What percentage of black must you be to receive repar- reparations? Do you go to 23andMe or a DNA test to determine the percentage of blackness? Yo. <laughs> he also went on to argue that, well, White people aren't the only culprits of slavery because black people sold other black people into slavery. And oh, boy, and here we go. Yo, he Yo. went full train mode on, on us. But, we, but we've seen it before, watch out, so now, we, are we surprised? Now watch, how much, now watch how much of a hypocrite I am. See, this is why athletes shouldn't speak. They should stick to playing sports. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and dribble, you. Shut up, Bill. Shut up, Bill. Shut up, Bill. Shut up, What about black on black Herschel Walker is definitely. You take us out. He is positively, absolutely, the dude that said where the white women's is at. He he's that guy. And then I'm gonna leave you with this. And if you know, you know. If you look at Christian Walker's life, you'll understand where his dad failed. I'm out. <laughs> All right, Jim. Let's get out of here, man. Yo. <laughs> Let's get yeah, what happened this past week? Oh, I forget what happened. You, got, you want to say real fast? What oh, yeah, yeah. I, let, me, let me do that real quick because I, I got to, you know, survive, survive to be mad if I didn't give his, his squad their props, man. It's pretty much Spurs week out this joint, man. This Dayton sports history, 
was brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is with Sports the Book, man. Written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint, man. Make sure y'all pick that up. WarRoomSports.com or SportsTheBook.com. Make sure you do it. Look, February 17th, 1994, Spurs legend David Robinson, a.k.a. the Admiral, he posted the last quadruple double in NBA history when he pissed on Detroit. Don't even ask how. With 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 blocks. Goes further. February 18th, 1986, another Spurs player, Spurs guard Alvin Robertson, he posts the second ever NBA quadruple double, giving the Suns 20 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 steals. So, of course, different years, different decades, different Spurs teams, but two Spurs players on February 17th and February 18th quadruple doubles. So shout out to the Spurs, man. Who said y'all was born? I mean, man? y'all people tripping. They giving people quads out here. How many threes did they hit though? <laughs> then what, was, what was his three point percentage? <laughs> That's all that matters, Absolutely man. nothing if he yeah, hit man. no threes. All right, all right man. Else what the hell about it? He the player of the week. But yo, um. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout to everybody from everywhere. Oh, his they 17 points worth of threes, man. And player of the week. <laughs> yeah. Three don't shout even go in at 17. Yo, shout out to y'all, Sadiq. But, yo, um, everybody got through. We appreciate it. Those who couldn't get through. <laughs> Tune in next week, man. We're going to be right back here next week, man. Bottom line is everything we do, you can find at the hub of warroomsports.com. My book, Sports the Book, is also there at the hub. Everything is at the hub of warmsports.com. So you want to check out anything we got going on, just go there. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We shall see you chumps on top. Congratulations, Herschel Walker. You raised a woman.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.